0: Alright, um four months in. We're one third of the way through twenty twenty-three. So far, has twenty twenty-three been treating you
1: Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good all round. Um what have we done this year? What has happened? Jesus. we did we we got the EP done. We we kinda had it recorded. Um that, was that That's pretty much the, the biggest thing. That's that's the main thing we did. We did that in February. Um, other than that, like band-wise, I don't. It's, it's not. It's
2: the Grease Stack tour. What was that? Two or three weeks ago. Oh yeah. Uh, that was fucking. 24th, 25th of March. Um, that was Gold crack. Uh, Spoiled them for the album launch.
1: Yeah, we we had, so we <laughs> well, we learned a few things on that tour. I, I, I think I think I can speak for all of us. We uh, we excited to be on like a three day. It was three days in a row. Hi. And we you know, before before the tour we told ourselves, you know, take it easy on the booze. And the first night we got like, you know, disgustingly drunk. And uh, didn't think we'd make it to the
2: second gig, but it was all good. We made it <laughs> we made it made it in the end. So. Sure, driving down from uh, Belfast to do like I'm blue, <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna we Well not like like one of our best shows world. Yeah, yeah so.
1: that's yeah, there you go. Drink as much as you can until you pass out and it'll make you better at stuff.
2: Apparently it works.
0: <laughs>
1: You're still standing.
0: You're still here right now, so no harm, no foul. Um, of course, we are on the home stretch to the release of the new EP, the Schmeckening, first of May. All That's the right. way back in yeah, so all the way back in February you've recorded it, which means you've been waiting basically a couple of months. Where's your head at with it right now?
1: Uh, I'm very happy with it. Um,
2: what about you? Yeah, no word. Super stoked about his fans. Um recorded it with uh, Michael Richards up in TrackMix in Dublin. Um he was he seems to have recorded everybody in you know, Ireland. Um, like we, we got it um, as part of the, the bloodstock um thing. You know, we got uh the start of the stage and then um an evening of recording in track mix. Um the half, so basically turned out as a, a daily half price sort of thing. And yeah, basically just went in there thinking, you know, how can we do the most to this day as we can? So just got those three songs together, um practiced the shit out of them for a few weeks, and then went in, handed them out, and um, like he mixed and mastered on the day as well. So we should just from zero to EP in twenty-four hours. Well <laughs> the, 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 the writing process, I think,
1: of, of those. Oh, yeah, about. <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> but like the like the lead up up until that, like we we had said well, i can't remember who we said to somebody at bloodstock oh yeah we've got a song called stabbed in the head I... we absolutely did not have that song ready to go but we had a title for a song <laughs> so we just thought, oh yeah fuck it, we have that song so but like we listened to like listen to all sorts of stuff i mean like everything from from nails to the almond brothers band but we were listening to nails in particular one night myself and him drinking a few beers and we're like i've got an idea went into the practice space which is at our bass player's house and uh just hammered out the song and it didn't be It just seemed to be pretty inspired to write there and then. I think well, it took us those three songs about three weeks to write them. Mm. And then recorded them in the day. So it was it was a very like a very inspired time
2: I was <laughs>
0: and what what do you kind of want to do with the cp in particular do you, is this a, hey showcase of your development over the past period of time is it remind people hey we're still here uh continuing to capitalize as you already said on a strong previous year a strong last nine months or is it a bit of everything
1: you actually just nailed it just there. I think like the, the intention was kind of both of those things that you just mentioned, uh, kind of, well, we, we have an album already out and that came out both. during the pandemic and stuff. So, you know, that kind of, not that, it, not that it was buried, but we didn't get to play it live. We didn't really get to showcase it, but with this, with the EP, we, so we, okay, basically we have enough material for, well, basically another album ready to go, hmm. but it, uh, it's a much more involved recording you know it it are going to be much more involved with that recording so the idea with the schmeckening was to get a collection of songs here that we could record in a day at track mix with michael um and i guess i'm not i don't want to say it's a departure from what was on the album but it's definitely a lot less uh there's a lot less bells and whistles Mm -hmm. you know like the most clear things to say but i guess we trimmed the fat and we're like uh actually i suppose when we were writing them Anything that didn't make us go, oh yeah, that's perfect. We're like, forget it, cut it out of the song. And that's why you end up getting these, you know, much shorter songs compared to nine-minute, eight-minute, you know, even ten-minute songs that was on the previous album, and that will be on the, I would imagine, will be on the next album. It was a very uh, an exercise in in less, you know, an exercise in trimming the fat.
2: And that made it a real learning process for us as well. And I think kind of, I suppose, it opened our eyes to that side of creativity because the last one hour, as you said, we've like with two of our songs for the upcoming album are uh, like 10 and above minutes long, and mostly all songs are around five or six minute mark, probably. Um, and they started to just feel too normal to just keep adding to songs, you know. So then the reasons, yeah, we, we, we kind of learned that yeah, less can very much be more. Um, big, big time. Yeah, just said, idea of a kind of a song, a song feeling complete, but being a I minute mean, and a half long.
1: Yeah, that, I, I think as well we wanted to have something because we won't get a chance to get into a studio, you know, to record the next full-length album. But we had this opportunity to make, you know, to use a day's recording. And you know, most people would do one song or a single. But we're like, let's do a full EP. Challenge ourselves, get it done. So there's something we can put out. You know, not that we have you know millions of adoring fans, but. That the people that do like our band have something that they can listen to you know that isn't just the old stuff there's something they can listen to while we prepare the next album
0: but it also works as an introduction to you to a degree if uh as you said the album came out during a pandemic a terrible time for it um and you know you don't want to use words like buried and so on, but it makes complete sense you're not alone in that situation many releases came out and just went under the radar because of what was going on this might give the opportunity of someone finding the CP, listening to the and going, oh, cool, back catalog, full album, let me check that out.
1: Yeah, I hope so, that, that'd be great. Uh, if this is the first time, if the EP is the first thing that people hear from us, um, I think it'd be, I'm quite proud of them. I think it's a good uh, showcase of what we, of, this, of the way we're writing songs at the minute.
0: The work that's gone on the Schmeckening, the time and effort you've spent working on it, in particular, as you say, such a short amount of time, The fact you were able to do three tracks is incredible for the record, although the review isn't out yet. It has been written, and I absolutely love this EP. One of the things I noticed, considering you've gone for the shorter, more chaotic kind of thing going on, it feels like more refinement as well. And I think this has obviously come from experience and time, particularly in playing live and so on. Do you feel like this EP is a good showcase of a more refined tomb sound?
2: um yeah for sure for sure um i guess yeah as we said in, in terms of the actual length of the songs and as you said about the the, the fat so to speak um it, it's definitely more um that we we've moved away entirely from um the more um the more involved more kind of uh how, how do you say like more um uh it's less proggy it, it, it well, proggy, yeah, um like we definitely moved away from that entirely in in general we've back we've worked to that kind of stuff for the album big time, but um yeah, I mean, but as I said, we also it is also it has also taught us how um to kind of develop more in our our song approach as well. so this could well have an effect on the album as well going forward. but um,
1: well, I, th- I think you know that though, when you when you mentioned like experience from playing live, knowing what people. When you're playing, when you're playing a show, you can kind of see what people dig and what they don't like. Um, you know, not not that longer, slower songs aren't, aren't great. I love long, slow, doomy shit as well. But you can kind of tell this. There's, there's certain parts of songs that really get people moving. We basically just wrote three songs comprised mostly of breakdowns and that, and you <laughs> know, the the moshy bits that people like.
2: That's and a very good way of putting
1: it. we like to play, you know. And I like watching people react to those songs. So. Super excited to play these songs live. Um, but was yeah.
0: But what when you went into the studio, when you well, when you no, sorry, before you went in the studio, when you were writing and planning for this and you decided you're gonna do three tracks, was that the vision? Was that the initial vision that that's what we're going to do? I
1: I kind of it's kind of hard to remember, but I I kind of honestly, yeah, I think so. I think it was. I know like we're actually sitting in this room. I don't know if you can see it. Back there somewhere, I have a little amp. It's about this big uh, Boss Katana. It's a tiny little thing. Uh, there's a song on the previous album called Megalabong. It's about a shark, smokes weed, all this ridiculous lore. But I, I came up with this riff, and, and Kieran was sitting here, and I was like, "Check this out!" And I, I played the riff, and we're like, "Okay, cool. Let's build another song around that." Like up until then, we had we had Anvil Crawler, and we had Stabbed in the Head. We knew we were going <laughs> to put those two songs. They work together. Um, we ended up writing the third song about yeah you know, uh, the the shark as well the, the megalobong too. We yeah we kind of knew I think we kind of planned to do an EP that was going to be short, punchy, get in, get out, I get think, in, fuck shit up and leave. Yeah, I think I guess it became apparent very
2: fast that those two songs just kind of just work together and as you say, I, as we have been saying, I have a slightly different flavour to. Um, to the other stuff we've been working on. So it kind of made sense that they should just be their own entity.
1: It, it was fun as well, coming from the album stuff, you know, where you have songs that are 12 minutes long. You have these, you know, the other two songs that we had been playing live, they're these big, long epics and they're super involved and you don't really get a moment to breathe. Whereas with these songs, you're done in under two minutes and you're like, all right, cool, on to the next one. It's fun. It's, it's I mean, we, we came, we, you know, it's a jamming punk bands and stuff briefly used to play you know sex and violence by the exploited and that kind of thing. So it's it's kind of nice to go you know to go back to the what originally inspired us.
0: And I think it needs to be stressed, right? Because of course yes there were differences between the C P and the debut album but this is still sounds very much like you. And I thought that was particularly important.
2: Yeah that yeah I think suppose that's kind of interesting to hear because um I don't know. It's hard to pin. It's hard for me to pin pinpoint what we sound like for sure, and we definitely don't. I mean, we don't really think about it at all. But you know, it's kind of interesting to hear that it's a recognisable sound. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is
1: it is great. I'm I'm glad that you can. You know, it sounds like a a tomb recording, or a tomb's record.
0: Well, I I may be biased in the fact that in the lead up to the writing about the EP, I decided to make sure I was going to. I spent like a week. Blasting the album out every drive I did, and my drives yeah. tend to be to work about forty-five minutes there, forty-five minutes back, which is you know pretty decent, pretty much to get through the
1: album. That is, it's perfect music time is in the car. I think, especially if you're driving by yourself, you just crank it, you start crying, screaming the lyrics back at the at the radio. <laughs> it's
2: the best time. I'm just someone saying to me before that, uh, like I bumped into them in the studio somewhere, like, oh yeah, I've listened I was over there making coffee in the morning, I like, what are you doing, <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy bastard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so overall with Tombs then, events and situations, it's been a funny old few years. Um, I guess I want to know both internally and externally, how much have events and situations uh, affected Tombs and what you've been able to accomplish to date? Because while we have the pandemic years, Coming out of that, obviously, you've had stuff like Bloodstock and Metal to the Masters and so on. So it's a bit of good and bad, it seems to be.
1: Well, I think the the very first thing that I always think, you know, I know the album came out during the pandemic, but I look at it in a positive light. I try to. um, Everybody had to be at home. No one had a choice. So when music comes out, what are you going to do? If you're anybody who is a fan of music, fuck it, I've got an hour. I'm not going anywhere. I'm at home. So I think a lot of people got to listen to the album that might have not listened to it because they were at home. So that's the first thing i'll say that's the that's the most positive thing that happened but since things opening uh since things been back open there's definitely a hunger for people i've noticed that crowds are a bit busier at least they were um any show that we've played has had a lot of energy i don't know is that coming off the album has there been more fans i don't know uh but i think that people are definitely more excited to go and see live shows
0: What about then sticking again, going back to the Schmeckening specifically? Uh, was there anything that was particularly challenging for you that really tested your abilities, be it in the writing, recording, production, mastering phases?
2: To be honest, it was it was very smooth, really. Um, as oh, yeah. I said like, I about mean, getting, yeah, I think like um, I mean everything's a learning experience. Um, like the 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 feelings album. That kind of a first time properly recording something, especially of that length. So there's a lot more teething problems there in terms of um, performance, really. Um, and so this time, just from not like, you know, having a sound that you're not 100% comfortable playing when you're going to use the studio with it. So this time around, as I say, we just yeah practiced the absolute back off them for like several weeks. Yeah, we so that we, we could just that. go in and just get them done with no possibility of, uh, of fog ups.
1: We knew, we knew our songs inside and out going into the studio hmm. i think you, you mentioned something about performing in the studio we tried very briefly to play to a click track during oh. the recording of the album and really quickly realized that that is fucked up and it's not for us it's for, it works for some people it works for certain types of music we need like certain cadences and fluctuation and tempo it just it's part of our, our sound um maybe we're too lazy to learn how to use a click track but I'm gonna go with the first answer. But no, we, <laughs> I, we didn't even I think it was mentioned in the studio this time for the schmeckening, and we were like, no, we're not doing that. So we put down a scratch track of uh guitar and bass, and he just made sure that he got like good drum track, good good drum takes. Uh I think he got all of them in like two takes, and then he got one of them in one take. So he 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 knew the songs inside and out for the drums, and that's the most important thing. If you get a good drum sound. Everything else is easy. You just use the drum as a click track. So, props to him for making it easy for us to record. Yeah, recording
2: a uh, two was very funny. Like I did did the you know, so called first take. Um, when I finished the song. Looked down, one of my sticks was in half. So I went, and it was the only that I brought. So I looked down. I was like, oh well, First of all, my stick, I've got no more sticks. And B, how does that sound? I'm like uh, that sounded pretty good. They're like, yeah. That's one, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's all
1: <one> you get. <laughs> I, I think on, yeah, the, the most challenging thing I think was trying to get three songs. I know that they're short songs, but trying to get the three of them done uh, in one day. Excuse me, I know that we only had so much time. So to go into a studio and yeah, no, yeah, let's see, we got the first two songs done. Or the first song, they we like, oh, we could work on this some more. But disciplining ourselves to be like, no, we have two more songs to do. Let's just get, get let's just keep moving. So most things were done, in-
2: yeah, yeah. And then oh yeah, just continuing on from that, um, yeah, just about uh, uh, Michael and recording with him, and um, and yeah, you could you could really just feel how experienced he is recording bands. Um, like it was funny, he kind of he'd, he gives really good energy throughout the day, but without seeming to do that much verbally he just kind of be like oh yeah just you know do it there try that I think okay kind of walk away and let you do it and then come back be like yeah yeah sounds good and just just kept it moving just kept it moving for the whole day and uh just yeah helped us to just get it all, all down.
0: I'm glad I'm glad it was so productive. I'm glad it was so problem free. That's kind of what you want to hear. We ask a question like that and the hope that you're just gonna go nah nothing and that's the end of that. But in turn, we also want to hear about the positive side of things too, particularly aspects that you may have enjoyed, particularly if it's an aspect or a new experience that you'd never done before. Was there anything that particularly stood out for you about this session?
1: Yeah, straight straight away, the first thing, um, so I brought loads of guitars with me and (sighs) I tried different things and he's like, stop, stop, all of your guitars are cheap. Don't mean to offend you, but they're all cheap. (laughs) (laughs) And he handed me this like, you know, 4,000 euro or you know, 3,000 pound guitar, an ESP, this beautiful guitar. I straight away, I was like, okay, well, this is what a real instrument is like. Wow. Um, and then, secondly, so for using like beautiful, beautiful instruments and like lots of lovely amps, having that all of our, our disposal for the day was great. Um, I do maintain that my guitars are lovely. So, it <laughs> was expensive to call
0: them cheap. <laughs>
1: But, uh, I don't know, he, he was just joking, but the, the biggest thing in the studio, I, I've never used, all of my guitars are like fixed bridge, uh, you know, stop tail pieces. I don't really ever use Floyd Rose or Whammy bars or, you know, wiggle sticks, any of that shit. But I had an idea to use a Floyd Rose. I wanted to do like a really metal dive bomb, sort of, wee, wee. so I, I had this idea in my head, and he happened to have a guitar with a Floyd Rose, and I'm like, let me try it. He didn't like the idea. I kind of convinced him around and the second I did it he's like that's the best fucking thing I've ever heard. So getting to use a Floyd Rose in the studio. <laughs> I'll never do it live, but just to have it on record I was delighted to use a Floyd Rose. So that's the first thing for me to think of, yeah. Fantastic.
0: You got anything?
2: Uh, I, was just, I was just gonna uh, yeah, just say more about the, the Floyd Rose, it was just really funny. Like, I, you know the section we're talking about um, is, isn't stabbed in the head, I think. It's just, just heavy metal, you know? <laughs> I want do, I do it the most heavy metal thing we can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> slides, dive bombs, guitar yeah. squealing.
2: Ah, oh, he's right. got everything.
1: That, actually, that's, that's another thing. Like, when we were doing this, we were like, let's... You know, the last one, we were listening to a lot of stuff, like, you know, the first Smashing Pumpkins album. I mean, for, for the first album that we did, and we were listening to it wasn't so much just metal it was oh, largely inspired by isis actually uh oceanic and panopticon especially uh yeah great albums we were kind of going down that experimental road loads of guitar tracks like billy corgan style this time it was just let's make the most fucking metal album we possibly can
2: so yeah i like to um what I'd say about this EP is that it's like an old to our, like, 15, 16-year-old selves. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all this, like, fucking you, man, <laughs> I
0: love a little tribute to those days. Um, you're obviously a well-known name within the Irish rock and metal scene. Why The world is getting to know you bit by bit. But, of course, the challenge is how you turn tombs into a household name around the world. What is the biggest challenge you think you face with doing that and how do you plan to try and overcome it?
1: I think being on um, Ireland is, is it's the best. The, the metal scene here is is brilliant. Uh, the rock scene is here is brilliant. Um, the promoters here, it's a very involved scene, but it, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a pretty small island. So I think it, I know the UK kind of, it, it's obviously also an island, but you guys are, you're blessed with maybe more cities, maybe more opportunity, and then people in Europe, you go to America, it's just you just get in your car and you drive. I think that's maybe a difficulty for Irish bands, not having the opportunity to drive, you know, we drive from the bottom of the country to the top in four hours. Yeah. So, I guess that's that's probably our biggest challenge is is getting, it, or to break Europe is you got to go there, which can be a bit costly, uh, and you know, we of don't make any fucking money from tunes, So, I, I guess that's the biggest... The, the biggest hurdle, and that, but that's not a bad thing. It's an easy solution. Just go and play there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love it. Simple, yeah. I love us simply make it, but you always comes out of one thing and is money. But um, you know, the making will help along with that. What does the remainder of twenty twenty three roughly look like for you? Do you have much plans in the work works that you can talk about, or is it just at a moment we're going to wait and see what happens next?
1: No, we got good plans. We have a so there's a release show in our hometown in Limerick. That's going to be the 14th of May. Correct. And then we play with a, an excellent Irish band, Partholon, two weeks after that. Uh, Third Island and Appenham, other great bands from Ireland. They'll be playing. That's May. Um, We've got a few more gigs lined up.
2: I think. Yeah, Joe G- um, G- um, G- um got a couple in the um festival called uh united Tribes up in Tyrone, which is a uh, great crack we played it last year and it's kind of like it's like the Citrans and like hippies. Yeah, yeah, it's like side trance plus like a couple of like rock and metal bands. Actually we kind of only metal band last year. We
1: were
2: the only metal band um oh what
1: a position everybody was like you know you know these psytrance people with their with their dreads they're lovely they're the best but they, you kind of see they were all like dancing on their you know on their love and it was like all right we're tombs you could just see everybody be like what's going on but
2: it was good <laughs> yeah we divided the crowd which is good to see I love it. uh and then uh monk, monk, got monk first monk first, yeah, first. and then it-
1: a shout out to uh uh Curse monk records it's it's a uh, small record company that comes out of ireland but i'm sure anyone watching this will, will know they put out an enormous amount of music, so, but this is the second year. Uh, you know, myself and one of the guys from Song from a Tree, and Roger himself. We kind of put this show together with the help of Emmett from From the Depths. Check out great podcast. But we put a festival together last year, and it went great. So we're going to do it again this year, and that's pretty pretty much just bands from Curse Monk Records. Nice, heavy yeah. as fuck. A heavy fucking day. Yeah, you've listened then, to me. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you've you know, dropped a ton of names there, and, you know, I'm not in my head in agreement. These are incredible bands. The Irish scene is in simply phenomenal. Kirsten Mont Records. Love them. Absolutely love them.
1: Um, yeah, yeah the, so and safe. Roger's the Rogers nicest guy. And then in June, June, July, we have, we're actually coming to, coming to the UK, playing with an English band. We're playing with Acid Throne. We're doing three dates. Yep. Three dates across uh, the, the south of the UK
2: um 24th 22nd the 23rd i believe it's uh yeah, camden Bournemouth, and then uh Bristol. i have to look at
1: the calendar
2: again my, my yep. brain is sand
1: but that's, <laughs> oh, that's going to be with
0: was, you said the 21st 22nd 23rd what month july 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 okay i didn't know this and uh, camden is my <laughs> local gig camden is my local <laughs> gig. so
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, try I,
0: and make love, sure i'm there
1: camden's great We were were talking to someone in the pub the other night. Mentioned the name of the bar.
2: Oh, it's the um... the Dev. It's not the Black Dev. It's the Dev. The Dev. dev. That's the
1: one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah. So we'll see you there.
0: Yeah, man. Absolutely. I didn't know that. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked because, yeah, brilliant. All right, guys. We meet now. We reach the part of the interview right where it changes slightly, and we start throwing or we I start throwing random questions at you that are selected from a pool of five hundred randomly chosen oh. for you. They can be serious, nonsensical, but the idea is it will still get your thoughts. Please take it in turns here uh, to both give an answer because it's always interesting to see what you both got to say. So we begin with number one, which is what is your favorite holiday location to date?
2: That, that I've been to. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been to. <laughs> <The name. laughs> um, uh, Jesus. That's that's a tough one. Uh, Texas was interesting. I was there when I was like uh, nine. I'm gonna say. Wow. Um, it's cool. It was very big
1: and very flat and very hot. I'm gonna go. I just off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I went to South Africa when I was pretty young. That was uh, a very lucky trip. I did like a safari thing. That shit. Was, oh wow. I was, that, that's probably the coolest thing. And I went. I went to Lanzarote with my girlfriend last year. And it was there was so little to do that we just got drunk in the sun. So that was pretty nice, too. (laughs) I'm
0: pretty sure that's the only reason anybody goes to Lanzarote.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So those those two were pretty high on the list.
0: All right. What is a meal that you think you cook better than anyone else?
1: Beef goulash with red wine. Easy. I'll kill anybody that says they can do better than me. I'll make the best beef goulash. I promise you, with, with, either with red wine or with or with Guinness.
0: Oh! I was
2: gonna say I make a mean curry, but our biggest amateur is a is a master chef. That's true. So i do not going be him with any of the things i I could think of. <laughs>
1: he makes a mean beans on toast. Oh man! It's a staple. and he's allowed to taste it up. <laughs>
0: Uh, what is the most extravagant item you think you own?
1: I okay. <laughs> it's one of two. I, uh, my, either my 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 Yamaha SR 400. is a 2016. That thing is beautiful. It's the most fun machine to ride. Or my wine red 1993 Gibson Les Paul Standard. It came out of the factory a few hours before I was born. So that's probably it's priceless. That's probably my number one.
2: Amazing. I uh, I buy my clothes from charity shops and uh, I blew more on alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I get nothing bad. All sort of cheap. I got some. I got some nice jackets. I got a. I got a Cashmere jacket. I got for a tenner. It's the jacket. That's pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So it looks extravagant, but isn't. That's my. <laughs> that's the secret.
0: All right. What was the last great horror movie you watched?
1: I'll tell you what it wasn't. We watched uh, <laughs> <laughs> we watched Nosferatu, that's a vampire. You know the 19, Burner-Hertzog. 1979, Werner Herzog. It had all the right ingredients. I just don't think it's a good film. Fair I enough. Just don't. Yeah. But the best one that jumps to mind either. I don't know if you call them horror movies. I thought Hereditary was really good, and I thought Midsummer was pretty fucking good too. I don't know if you classify those as, as horrors. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I th- I'll go with those two. They were pretty good.
2: Yeah. my uh, Yeah, I'd have to agree with those. Um, i trying to think what else there was recently. Yeah,
1: I watched Halloween again. Or, at oh. Halloween. and that ne- It's never old. It's, all, it's good every time. Hmm. The screen, not the newest Scream, but I, I think Scream came back. wasn't terrible. Yeah
0: the yeah, scream well yeah there's a scream six now but you mean the one that came out like 22 22 i think it was yes just the one that was scream yeah. but was scream five yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly that was pretty good it was surprisingly you, not bad i'll put it that way you would not
0: believe how many whenever this one has popped up with other bands and artists, you would not really believe how many people mentioned either hereditary or Midsummer. seems to have been the stuff of the modern era that people have connected to it-
1: there's a particular scene in, obviously, I don't want to give any too much of hereditary away. Anyone who hasn't seen it, check it out. But there's a scene, obviously, the whole movie, is, it's pretty chilling. You know, mm. if you put yourself in that situation, maybe it's more of a thriller, not a horror. But there's a bit towards the end, you know, this doesn't give any of the plot away. When the mother is upside down and she's clawing at the attic door. It reminded me of when I was like real young and I watched The Exorcist for the first time. Oh, wow. All the hair on the back of my neck stood up, I was like. Oh, oh, oh! I don't. I'm sleeping with the light on tonight, and that's that's a good horror movie.
0: Yeah, oh, it can do that you. Eff-
1: Yeah, it's incredible to have that effect on you.
0: Um, that's amazing. All right, what's the best thing about being in tombs? <laughs>
1: There's nothing good about being in tombs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think yeah, the the best thing is. When you when you have an idea and you bring it to the practice room you just have a riff and you show the lads or i show the boys or they show me something and then two or three hours later a couple of beers later we've got either a, you know a verse or a chorus or sometimes even a full song that's more rewarding than anything in the
2: world i think i think it's it's um just a very it's i think it's a nicer band to bring that i really give it credit for more because i'm so used to it but you know, like we've known each other for like pretty much ten years. Um so they we and we were jamming for years before we played O Tombs. So to have, we've got A that sort of natural bedrock of deep pocket. Deep pocket, very pocket, awfully deep pockets. And um That's not true, he'd peel an orange in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um and also and also just that thing of, you know, it's by no means a lama situation, you know, right, where Alex has a roof and, and I'm like, no, it's not speed metal. We can't play that, you know, no idea is really wrong. We did say no to things. We want to say no to some things, but only to some of the things. So yeah, it's just a very really, it's really good to ban to be creatively, I suppose
1: we've we've learned to say no in a nice way because musicians have very very soft egos and they can be easily bruised <laughs> of course
0: <laughs> okay right the next one's one of the uh, controversial ones we have a handful of controversial that pop up and the answers vary and it Ooh. causes arguments so it's simple gentlemen nice. what what goes on chips ketchup mayonnaise curry sauce what go whatever or if you've got your own one
1: on, whatever's in the fridge. like I'm happy to put mayonnaise and ketchup together. Road Weiss. I'm half German, so mayonnaise and ketchup mix it up together. That's good. Outrageous. Salt and vinegar? That's kind of a classic. I was going to say salt and vinegar all the way. Yeah. Um, I, any of your above? Any of your both?
2: The mustard
1: and mayo? Oh, yeah. I fuck with some, I fuck with some mustard on chips, yeah. More chips. I
0: <laughs> What is the best? What is the? What is the best live show? What is the best live show that you've ever experienced as a fan?
1: Bong Ripper. Bong Ripper. Easy. Oh,
0: both of you are, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw them. I saw them. We we both saw them at Desert Fest. And then I saw them a couple of years, like, a couple of months ago, last year. Some in London, they played with Conan. Um, I, I stumbled across that gig by mistake and I was like, oh my God. I had to see Conan and Bong Ripper again. Yeah, Bong Ripper easily an easy choice i hate god's a close second yeah um i want to say sleep Sleep less of a gig and more of a spiritual
2: awakening sort of experience so, 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 yeah I, i'm as well, i'd say the same thing um i'm, I'm very cool we saw them in dublin um what was i uh pre-pandemic sometime um that was class seemed very really short though i was going well, we, we could go on forever, yeah.
1: but i think Easy, number one choice. And I, I think Anto, our bass player, he he'd probably say the same Yeah. Bong Ripper.
0: Amazing, Bong Ripper don't get enough shout-outs, so that's cool, cool, cool. If you could go back in time and offer your, yourself, your younger self, say your teenage self, one bit of advice, what would it be?
1: Don't go to art school. <laughs> <laughs> get a real job, become a <laughs> Become a plumber. Learn a trade, son. Learn like being an electrician. <laughs> God damn it, don't go to
2: fucking art school. Don't, yeah, just don't do it. Whatever you're thinking, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no to everything.
1: That's a solid piece of advice I wish I had listened to. when I was
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you do something, don't do that.
1: <laughs> um, okay, I'm going
0: to change this one. Normally, it's a little bit more vague, but because of the Irish connection, I've got to narrow it down to this. Do you, is there a piece of Irish folklore in regards to, say, ghosts and spirits that you believe is true or could be true?
1: There is gold at the end of every rainbow. Right. <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> oh, no, God, I don't know. Never that.
2: leprechauns um, are real.
1: Sometimes, I, okay, so we've got a thing here. It's not so much folklore, but uh, fairy trees. Uh, there was a a big sort of problem not problem but it was like a lot of drama near enough to where near enough to here uh, about 20 years ago they wanted to build a motorway going through you know some stretch of countryside but it would it would have disturbed a lot of what's known as fairy forts or fairy trees and i think they ended up not building the motorway because it would have disturbed the fairy trees i can't remember exactly but hmm. i think yeah fairy trees fairy forts hold hold a mystique and yes. that could be
2: Total shite. Hmm. I think it's, it's just that some, something about it. Yeah, and it's not very, I guess, a, applicable sort of mythology. You know where I don't know. Where, yeah, like that. Like that. When when mythology of that can have a real effect in the real world, that is what makes it real, I suppose. Um, like yeah. I just don't
1: want to crash the fairies on me. Like, that, I don't want to take that chance.
0: <laughs> Right, for this last one and it's uh, tombs related. What's an achievable goal that you would like to complete with Tombs before the year is over?
1: Uh, I Again, mean, I it, it's achievable, I don't know if, if we'll do it, but record mm-hmm. this, the second album before the end of the year. I mean, if we played our cards right and if you know time and money and everything worked out, you know, if the stars aligned. As they say, record the second album. Um, other than that, I guess do a tour in the UK, which is going to happen. So that's yeah. yeah, that's kind of the one, I suppose. Like yeah, play more gigs abroad. I love playing in Ireland. I'd love, to, I'd love to play in Germany, especially. Mm-hmm. The Germans have a really good uh, sense for what's good metal. What's you would say that. <laughs> <all> right, <okay. laughs> <Mr. Pusinger. laughs> okay, Austria then. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I'd love to play like like Central Europe would be great. I think they have a really good sense of of music. I'd love to play in Brazil. I think the Braz- the Brazilians have a great taste in metal. Um, but an achievable goal by the end of the year, I guess, complete a UK tour and record a second album. That's my answer.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, play our little play our UK tour and don't like shit ourselves or panic <laughs> attack. <laughs>
0: all extremely yeah. achievable all extremely achievable but before we get to those dates the future dates you've got which is fantastically why here you are going to be so busy and over the uk in july The and is out on may 1st three tracks you can blast it within 10 ish 10 minutes well under 10 minutes so you can get your taste of the tombs that way gentlemen thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate it
1: thanks very much thank you me. man
0: Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL.